Motocross is up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news. Trends. The people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Well, in some markets, you're hearing this program on Tuesday or Wednesday or maybe even Thursday. Uh, in the Des Moines market, believe it or not, you're hearing it on Sunday. So last night was first responder night at uh, with the Iowa Barnstormers, and uh, it's our opportunity to recognize our first responders. And one of the top first responders in the market, at least he leads a great team of first responders, is Polk County Sheriff Kevin Schneider, and we're awfully glad he's taken an opportunity to join us. Kevin, you ready for hour number two? I think I am. Okay. Uh, Ryan Sipes is going to be joining us. And, uh, Tony, I know he's one of your all-time faves. And then, of course, Danny Eslick, one of mine, uh, he's won Daytona 200 four times. Uh, he's he's an amazing athlete, a tremendous champion. We'll be talking to him in about, ooh, in about 20, 25 minutes or so. Uh, but we'll start the hour with Johnny Ewart. Uh, since Moto America took over the AMA Superbike Series in 2015, they've been, uh, well, they've had a pretty um, uh, open mic, as it were, on this very program. And there's a reason for that, because these folks know what they're doing. It's evident. Uh, you take a look at what uh, you know their audience and following is like, uh, and I'm, I'm suggesting that perhaps you folks probably already know this, but uh, they've been just amazing in their management. He joins us now. Does John Ewart. John, how are you? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Yeah, I tell you what. Um, g- give us uh, point A being your first day to point B today. Um, give yourself a score, would you? Um, as far as not just you, but the overall AMA Superbike Series. Well, I got to tell you, um, you know, from when I sort of came into the ranks, and that was way back in 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. where it all kind of was, because I was with Kawasaki at the time doing Supercross, Motocross, and Road Race, and then uh, stepping away from that a little bit. You know, I was with Tommy and Roger and, and those guys, and, and, uh, on the road race side, James Stewart, Ryan Villapoto on the Supercross side, you know, Michael Byrne, you know, Grant Langston. Those guys are awesome. Um, and then moving over to Road America 20, 2012, seeing it with the AMA side, and then also uh, the transition to Moto America when when that all occurred. And I, and I will say, uh, Wayne Rainey and his group has done a phenomenal job right. with turning things around. The television package is outstanding. Greg White and Jason Pridmore, those two are like a, an old married couple and yeah. do a, a wonderful job. I'm sure they'll enjoy hearing that. <laughs> well, we were actually joking about it in the in the press room uh, at the last event. So I was like, you guys have such a chemistry. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're like an old married couple. You can say that if you want. And I was like, okay, Greg, I will. I <laughs> um, but I love it. They're they're very entertaining. I think the, the Moto America Live Plus, uh, is a wonderful concept with the way everybody's streaming right now and cutting the cord. And they did a great job with bringing in uh, Michael Hill and, and also Robbie uh, to do that commentary. Those guys had excellent chemistry. We were lucky that we had, you know, really good weather to pull out the weekend. Road America is always guaranteed to probably have a, you know, a dismal day here and there. We had a little bit of rain, but it cleared off and we had high 60s and sun. You know, on on Sunday, we had some incredible racing. Yeah, it was really fun uh, to see 
Josh Heron pull off a win, Bobby Fong pull off a win, Jeff May coming out of retirement a little bit, sort of, I, I guess, and he pulled off a win on Saturday, had tears in his eyes, and uh, that's just really cool to see the diversity uh, with uh, Drake Beecham America and the way they're putting on the show. Drake Beecham having a having a run, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely, and so many really cool up-and-comers, you know, in, in the, the Junior Cup and also uh, the the Twin Cup. Those guys are just, it's really, it's fun to watch. Moto America has turned it around so much, it is really, really fun to watch. So um, kudos to them, hats off to Wayne Rainey and, and the guys at Crave and, and what they're doing there. So this year we call it Road America, not Rain America, like we have so <laughs> many years. We may not have said it on the show, but it's because we didn't want it to stick, but Man, it's just, it's, you guys are no stranger to uh, running in the wet or at least dealing with that. Yeah, you know, and, and it's interesting because Josh Hayes is doing a lot of consulting with teams. Uh, you know, I even saw um, a, a couple other guys out there that, that have been around for years and uh, they really care about the riders and, and what goes on. And it's, it, was, it was interesting because we had we had a race where you know they called it dry but then it was still wet in a few areas so before they raced guys got off the bikes and you know they were like should we go with wet tires or should we just go ahead and run this and they're like no 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 hold on let's we want everybody to be in agreement <laughs> so we kind of had a meeting took a few minutes and figured out what they wanted to do and raced and, and it's good it's good for the sport riders are more confident on the bikes you know, so who vote, who votes on that? Do the riders, team managers, uh, uh, producers? Who, who's who's making that uh, you know that decision? I, I think it really helped a lot that everybody had knowledge of it, and they knew that hey, we're not hurting the television package if we do this right. We're actually probably going to create a better show. So I think it was a combination of everything. It was officials, it was team managers, it was riders. It was interesting to see, but at the same point in time, it really created some great races. I would so, think uh, Thomas Stevens would have a voice, yeah? Yes, without question. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Race so, director Thomas uh, Stevens. Yep, and, and, and those guys did a great, great job. And, and they're working with a very, very nimble and efficient crew, uh, which makes sense. There, there's some chemistry even behind the scenes that they get the job done. Hmm. So I say, you know, kudos to them and Moto America Live. And, uh, you know, I, I streamed it. I subscribed, and I think everybody should. To be perfectly honest, that's a cost in the future. It's like a little over a thousand bucks. I think it's right at a thousand. Oh, it's not per race. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible it, it, if it was? Come on, sell it, John. Actually, What's it cost? <laughs> well, it's actually pretty affordable, and I got kind of a friend's package oh. sort of deal. So, I so you don't know what it costs either for the regular common Joe. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna it's share a, that for the common it's Joe. It's like twenty nine ninety five or something uh, stupid like that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's affordable. It's affordable. Yeah. You know, if you look at like what NBA Live is doing, or even you know MLB or any of these other major sports, it's it's affordable, and I'd say it's worth it if you're into it. Absolutely, and you can watch it on any device. What do you so, think that does for live? There's been ah. some de- debate about whether or not people need to attend a live event if they can get it right there on their on their device, wherever they're at at a picnic or at home or or whatever. Do you do you think it grows the sport, or do you think at some point you need to uh, make the people hungry for for racing outside of their home where they actually can support? A facility such as Road America. 
I think it, I think it goes both ways, you know, back in the day and I'm all for it back in the day. One of the reasons why we put in so many jumbo screens at road America is because we wanted to improve the experience. There you go. We wanted to be people to be able to see what was going on on track from all the corners and, and stay in, in one location if they wanted to, or move to another. But at the same point in time, it's about the experience. Amen. So we really understand that people will see it on Moto America Live, and you know, and they will say, "Hey, I got to go see this live and in person." And it's really how you put on the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's the way that you present the show. It's the way that you sell the show. It's the way that you showcase the experience and what all is there to see and do and feel and hear that you want to still be there and be a part of it. And I say more power to them if you have the opportunity to be able to stream this on your phone or your tablet and you can be sitting in a corner or a turn at your favorite track or even in your camper and be able to watch this or your campsite all the better because you'll be able you have your own monitor right in front of you. Let's be honest, not every road course in the United States has as many jumbo screens as as Road America. I'm, I'm biased, but at the same point in time, <laughs> you know, if you're at VIR or Mid-Ohio or Barber or even Utah, that's a pretty cool feature to have. Well, I remember the first it's time I experienced that, John, was at, uh, was at Indy. And yeah. uh, my golly, um, you know, it was it was kind of n- newish technology at the time, but it made it that much more enjoyable for me, for Tony and uh, who's the fella from uh, Slipknot, Tony? That was there, mm. the drummer, Corey. Not was it Corey? Well, one of the band members from maybe Sid Wilson. Sid, that was Sid's it. Sid's a DJ guy. Yeah, he had two canes. You remember he'd fall he did. off the he, stage. He jumped off a stage for like thirty feet or something. Cra- they're crazy. Yeah, they're, well, not to get completely off track. No, but, but the reason I bring job. it up is because we were talking about um, how much more enjoyable it made it for the fans. And yes, you got to think big because anything is doable, right? Anything is doable if you throw enough money at it. And right now, I think we're seeing the end result of that, and that is a positive fan experience, more ticket sales, more purchases online, uh, or however you do get your your uh, you know individual racing uh, fix. Um, I, I got to tell you, it's a real positive experience for everybody. And, and, uh, I don't know that I need to challenge you guys to continue because it seems like, you know, ever since the beginning, when Randy and the boys took over, uh, this thing has, even the website, your website is top drawer. Yes. That's, that's, that's huge because that shows the respect that you guys have for those athletes out there, whether it's Matthew Schultz or, 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 uh, Jake Lewis or Beach or Wyman or Anthony or didn't matter. Jake, let's talk a little bit about Cam Bouvier. Would you please, uh, you know, he had uh, first of all, best time, uh, two thirteen twenty nine, uh, and he finished, uh, what first, right? Yeah, he, he, uh, did, did very well and, and had a first there as well. And, uh, you know, these guys are, are starting to really get comfortable with themselves yeah, boy. and, and, really understand the bikes as well as the weather conditions and the various tracks. And, you know, it's all really about uh, getting out there. And, and now that the weather's improving with the season and, and moving from track to track, and he's able to to really and, – and these guys are good sportsmen as well. I mm-hmm. mean, when you look at them alongside each other, you know, um, there was a little bit of cutting up, you know, with Tony and, and other guys. But at the same point in time, they understand each other. They understand, you know – where it's good to pass and he's way more comfortable on the bike and it shows 
and, and rightfully good for him. And uh, he had uh, some excellent runs and pulled off a win. So uh, it's it's really I wouldn't say it's even a, even a toss up right now, but at the same point in time, nobody's really running away with a lot. Uh, it's you know. 20, well, I'd say Yamaha uh, is. Uh, <laughs> seven yeah, of 13 or yamaha come on they're strong but at the same time you know you, you would think that tony Elias uh had a, a runaway win in superbike and then all of a sudden you know he folds it up on the last lap so um it's interesting uh to see these guys and uh they're putting on a great show they understand the sport right. they're doing their best to grow the sport and i'd say good for cam one thing that uh the crave group has has uh, moto america as they're doing business as, um, have been, uh, really, uh, folk vocal or, or, or really, um, is that a dog? Sorry. Sounds like a dog. Yes, what kind of dog, dog you got? Matter of fact, well, it's actually a Sheba, but it's okay. <laughs> What's a Sheba? It's a small little dog. It's a impulse <laughs> buy for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife just had her, uh, what do you call it when you you have allergies, right? She went to the allergy <laughs> doctor, and and my wife is guilty because she's the one that collected the three dogs we have. Guess what she's allergic to? Dogs. Pretty smart. <laughs> well, it, it's it's not as bad as Roger Hayden. I think uh, J.D. Beach mentioned that he had about uh, 12 cats. But, uh, yeah, just one dog. Gross. That's whatever you're doing. Gross. Radio, so. 12 cats. I do not. Ugh. Um. I was going to talk about track safety that the the, uh, the Crave Group has had. You know, they've they've uh, been a lot of riders have been uh, pretty happy or pretty out. You know, they've they've talked about how they they're really pleased with the Crave Group. Have they come to you with any concerns over the years? And I know that they've been involved in in almost a half a decade now. But and but you were there for that. Did, did they? Is there any concerns or anything you guys have had to make? Uh, adjustments wise that uh you know to uh, accommodate those guys well uh not so much really you know road america is one of the most improved tracks there is actually mm-hmm. and uh it, we've been very very careful with listening to them if, if there's one thing i can say is there's more air fencing there you go and we're happy to make that happen that's a john um, and chris project from way back right yeah absolutely wow. and, and kudos to them and uh with the way that the racing is nowadays and the bike setups and the, and the way that the riders are still aggressive, still assertive, but they also understand safety. You know, we have good runout areas. Uh, there's plenty of gravel to run off into. I think we only had a, you know, a handful of spills over the course of the weekend. So we even noticed that from a safety standpoint, it's a much safer racing aspect. I think the riders are more confident on the bikes, knowing that they have the air fencing knowing that they have runoff areas, knowing that they have gravel and grass. They're not pushing. It's hard to say if they're pushing harder or not. They want to win, but at the same point in time, I think there's a lot more confidence when they know that there's elements out there that are going to keep them safer. They're not, you know, when you look, when you talk to Jason Pridmore, they're not slamming into A-frames or, you know, tent stakes that are holding up a sign or a sponsor or anything like that. And I think across the board, everybody's more aware of what's out there and paying more attention to what the riders deeds are because if you don't have riders and you don't have safe tracks and you don't have safe bikes you don't have sport did uh any good crashes this weekend that we didn't see <laughs> you know uh, a couple spills in in qualifying and warm-up but you know I, I felt bad for for kyle with the ducati 
uh, you know, he went off track, and, and that's a great bike. I hope these guys get it dialed in. But at the same point in time, you know, nothing earth-shattering. Tony Elias got a little, you know, probably hurt his pride more than the bike, so to speak, with his little spill. But this is the way the ball bounces. Heron won uh, race two in the Superbike class. What are your thoughts on Heron? He's good. Uh, you know, I I have a lot of for him. He's he's kind of come into his own. He's uh, he he talked about in uh, the post race press conference that uh, he uh, you know kind of made a move that uh, was a little bit crazy. I think he even used the word stupid. <laughs> but at the same point in time, <laughs> he knew that if he didn't try that, you know, it w- he wouldn't win. And he did it, and he pulled it off, made a pass in an area that most people wouldn't make a pass at, in the carousel on the outside. And, uh, you know, I think uh, when you have that kind of awareness and that visibility, and maybe he probably saw that the carousel did not have debris on the outside Mm -hmm. or wetness or anything like that, and he took a chance. And he knew that he had the setup on the bike and enough grip from the Dunlops to be able to pull that off. And I'd say that's that's what makes a great racer. I don't think Josh so, likes wearing the number two plate. How about you? A little bit of that. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's what makes a great racer as well. When you have that drive and determination where you pull the helmet down and, and you want to eventually get that number one plate uh, without question. I don't think Cam's going to, you know, relieve himself of that plate. Uh, I mean, he's racing lights out right now. And Gerloff, uh, you've got two uh, guys that uh, had an outstanding weekend and teammates at that, but uh, there's a whole lot of difference between number one and number 31. Yeah, absolutely, without question. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I'd say good for them, and we really got to see how the, the season unfolds. It's really weather, bike setup, rider health, uh, a lot of things. So, you know, you look at the days of uh, when a lot of guys just to run away with it and be a freight train from Aladdin and, and all those guys back in the day and Spees. Uh, it's really about who has the best program, uh, who manages their, their time and their health best and uh, does smart decisions on track and then end up with the championship. Well, we're up against the clock, but I have this promotional idea for you. Sheriff uh, Kevin Schneider's in studio, and uh, he, as much as running for um, re-election here in, this, in the uh, uh, state of Iowa in Polk County, our, our, our home that – that Des Moines, Iowa is in our broadcast studios. Um, what do we, what do you say? We invite him to the next round and we'll, uh, let him uh, pop off a couple, uh, we'll, we'll let him do the starting gun, but also a couple parade laps. What do you think? I think some parade laps and probably some shots on the t-shirt cannon would be great as well. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that on the t-shirt cannon. Yeah, of course. He, he's well, pretty selective as well. Yeah. As a first responder as well, I just want to say thank you for your service. I'm a firefighter in Kohler, Wisconsin, been doing that for many, many years. And, uh, that's cool. I've been a firefighter for about 13 years. So, um, can't say enough for our first responders and what you guys are doing out there. Equipment, 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 whether it's firefighting or racing, it doesn't matter. Equipment means everything. That's right. Johnny, it's always good to talk to you. Give them the website. RoadAmerica.com. RoadAmerica.com. More on the other side of the break. Thanks to Johnny Ewert for joining us. Uh, coming up, Ryan Sipes and Danny Eslick. They'll be joining us uh, on air for your pleasure. Uh, we appreciate their attendance. We appreciate your attention. This program brought to you in part by Fly Racing. Check out their new, speaking of uh, light gear, inappropriate gear for safety, 
Their new light hydrogen line was the first truly lightweight racewear to the market in the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you're first, you have to stay on the gas. And nobody knows that better than Tony Wink. He stays on the gas 24-7. Nobody works harder than that guy to put on quality races. Well, Fly helps every step of the way. This revolutionary waste adjustment is called the BOA system. And it's uh, on-the-fly micro-adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos! 